Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Cher's got attitude about high school boys. It's a personal choice every woman has got to make for themselves. Cher is saving herself for Luke Perry. Cher, you're a virgin? I mean, I'm not prude. I'm just highly selective. I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. Nice stems. Thanks. What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. I'm gonna be a supermodel. What are you doing? Yo, you're getting on the freeway! Get out of this lane, go! You go, girl. Are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. Surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Can you believe that he has parents? Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back when they were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. Class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Oh man, rough day today. I uh, grabbed, was going to get some ice cream from the freezer and I cut my finger on a piece of sharp ice. I don't know if you've ever done that before. How sharp is the ice in your freezer? Embarrassingly so. Um, Goddamn, pal. But uh, what, what made it all better was the Ben and Jerry's ice cream that I had. Oh. Cannoli. You ever oh. had cannoli ice cream? Oh, my God. I've not, but I need to. But still, I'm, I'm very embarrassed that an ice cube could do such damage. It bled for a while. It was pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, you're in terrible shape for a kid your age. Yeah, it's okay. You're on a piece of ice like that. Uh, That's all right. Yeah, you'll, you'll bounce back. You're young. Also, joining us in the class of 03, she's one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Hey, guys. Um, still back in the old neighbor thrill yeah. uh, this week. Yeah, the hometown, but excited to get back to Texas uh, for our next recording. And I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, God. I mean, fucking masterpiece. We're going to get to that in a sec here. Rounding up the two-step, this podcast chief crossword puzzles and trivia correspondent in the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? 
Um, not much. I would say it's like two weeks in a row, but I can't remember our order anymore, but no. took a nap before this recording, so I All feel right. great. Watched well, The Matrix, it. fell asleep. It was great. Okay. Oh man, you fell asleep during the Matrix or like after the fact? It's a loud fucking movie. In the Matrix, that's right. It's I a long asleep. movie. I was long, long and, movie. Long and loud, both at the same damn time. You guys, uh, our special guest this week from the class of O2, you know her from Teen Mom Trash Talk, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, Only in New York, uh, BS, not Teen Mom related. Comedian Tracy Carnazzo is joining us. What up, Tracy? Oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. This is like... This is my dream, talking about Clueless. <laughs> I think this that's is a dream I, for basically all of us. This yeah, movie is, that's all I wanted. Yeah, I, I mean, it could not have gotten better. Um, you guys can find Clueless on Redbox, Amazon Prime, Google Play, Fandango, Vudu, something called Flix Fling. Never heard of that, but it's probably- That's not a thing. You, you definitely the whole identity. That's yeah, porn. Stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, it's porn. It's, it's porn, yeah. let's be honest. And uh, Apple TV, the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes. Shallow, rich, and socially successful Cher is at the top of her Beverly Hills High School's pecking scale. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher first coaxes two teachers into dating each other. Emboldened by her success, she decides to give hopelessly klutzy new student Ty a makeover. When Ty becomes more popular than she is, Cher realizes that her disapproving ex-stepbrother was right about how misguided she was and falls for him. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty accurate for this mm, one. Pecking Four scale. Pecking scale. I don't think that's... Thing. I think it's pecking order. Yeah. But, but at this point, that, we're, we're nitpicking. Yeah, that's pretty good that, compared to what we pretty usually good. from them. Um, Megan, do you want to give us a quick rundown of who is in this movie? Yeah. A lot of really good favorites. I also forgot the order, so I might mention, <laughs> mention some people that we haven't actually introduced yet on the pod. Um, but we have Alicia Silverstone is our leading lady share. Stacy Dash had an amazing performance as Her only D. one. There, I said it. What? No, she, she's a fucking nut job, dude. She's yeah. a terrible person in real life. She is aged poorly. Oh, my uh, God. Well, emotionally. So emotionally. Emotionally. Okay. You know her brother is Dame Dash? Uh, like Jay-Z's yes. homeboy? Ain't that some shit? Um, and then Brittany Murphy plays Ty, R.I.P. Yeah. Was, that was hard to watch. Um, yeah. Paul Rudd, um, Kansas City fan plays josh yeah he wears a ku hat for no reason at all in this movie (laughs) um donald Faison, another appearance from him plays murray yes i love him he's like the best Uh, part of this movie and he's up there but i just cannot get past that his name is murray Mm -hmm. like it it doesn't (laughs) compute (laughs) we still making murrays yeah i i don't know i know a murray who's a accountant no like a, a like a very like jaunty irish slash australian slash you know um scottish guy what and he has like a yes he has a combination of accents he's been in the advertising industry for like 35 years can drink anyone under the table and so what you're saying is he's south african because that combination (laughs) you get a south african guy (laughs) he just moved around a lot as a a young kid um anyway you have elisa donovan as amber which there's a character Mm -hmm. uh plays Travis. Uh, Jeremy Sisto plays Elton, which I completely forgot he was a character in this movie. Same. Totally. What? Um, yeah. Elton. Like you forgot he was in this movie or that Elton exists in, in this I movie? I forgot Elton existed. Both. Wow. What? what? Yes. Right. I have thoughts about that. Let's okay. Come on, Elton. Can't you suck? <laughs> 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 Sucking blows I mean, a game, Elton. 
I mean, I'm glad he was there rewatching it, but I like, I, I remembered every single other character except for him. Yeah, same. Um, Dan Hadaya plays Mel Horowitz, another. Dan Indian. Hadaya. Love yeah. Dan Hadaya. See, his so, name could have been Murray. Yeah. His name he could have been like Murray. Murray. Yes, agree. Um, a couple other sort of nons, um, but I will say that Justin Walker plays Christian because he's a, a fairly big character. Um, just he's scrolling a large pretty quick. Anyone else that I'm missing? Uh, there's non downtown Julie Brown, just Julie Brown. Yeah, regular yeah. Julie Brown. The, the, the Red Julie Brown, she plays uh, Coach mm. Stoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. we didn't get Wallace Shawn in there. Oh. Yeah. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Uh. <laughs> you, you did it. You got it. Oh, yeah, you're Great. right. And then, and then Twink Kaplan plays Mrs. Guy, or Miss Geist. So, yeah. sorry, forgot those two. That's all right. It's it's a huge cast, and they're all pretty fantastic in it. So it's it's okay to miss a couple here and there. Um, let's quick go around the horn and give some memories of the first time that we saw this. Uh, Tracy, we're gonna go with you first since this was one that you wanted to do. Um, what memories did you have of this movie from back in the day? Okay, so when it came out, I was not allowed to see it. I was told it was inappropriate for me. Really? I was not allowed to see it in the theater. And I was pretty upset about it because I was like pumped about this movie. I was like, this is like my movie. This is going to be for me. And I remember my brother's older friends went to go see it. So my brother's two years older than me. So they were like maybe four years older than me. And they saw it in the theater and they were like, it was so good. (laughs) In your face. And I was like, oh, come on. Uh, And I I finally got to see it, you know, took a drive to Blockbuster with my parents. Mm -hmm. They had it. They had it. It was, <laughs> thank God they had it because I was about to blow up. And uh, it was like ever since then, I was like glued to it. It was, I don't know, like I just wanted to be every single character in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's chock full of winners. I mean, it's hard to, they, I feel like, you know, for making a, a Mount Rushmore of Keen movies, this belongs somewhere on that top four. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the other memory that I have of this is, I this is one of the movies, one of the few movies that I have memorized the entire script. Mm-hmm. And so what I used to do um, in probably like eighth grade, I would watch it in my head in gym class <laughs> because I would get so bored that I would just zone out and watch the movie because uh, my friend Alana that was in gym class with me one day she had her eyes closed and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm watching clueless. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, just in my head. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm going to watch it too. And that's what uh, I just started watching movies in my head after that. That is amazing. I, I can, I can jive with that. I think I did a similar thing many a time in a biology class. What could you watch in your head? Um, I could probably do Half Baked pretty accurately. Okay. Um, oh, Dazed and Confused. I could do a one-man show of that and, and really clean up off, off, off Broadway, I feel like. <laughs> do just fine. I totally <laughs> understand that. Yeah. Uh, Dana, how about you? Um, so this is, I think I've talked about this like off the pod, but I very, very rarely actually remember seeing movies in the theater, but this is like a very like concrete like memory of mine where um, I really wanted to see it. I'm only a year older than Tracy, but I was like allowed because I was like 12. Your parents um, were wild. They yeah, didn't care. <laughs> I may have also pitched a fit about going to see it. And I was like, I have to see it. But I this tried. Is the, this is the sad part though. Like I didn't have friends to go see it with. 
I can't quite remember this. Like, I literally did not have friends or just no one was available. Like, I blocked out that part of it. Uh, but my mom ultimately had to pay one of my older brothers who had, like, just come back from his freshman year of college to take me to see this movie on, like, a random afternoon. And, like, because I was, like, so distraught about seeing it. So my mom paid one of my older brothers to take me. And I tried to sit next to him. And this is like, you know, back in the mid-90s where you didn't have to book your theater seat. He's like, what are you doing? You don't sit next to me. We leave a seat. And I was like, oh my God, whatever. I just didn't want to offend him because I was just like, whatever it takes to let me see Clueless. And then I was so excited. But it was definitely like a whole ordeal because I didn't have any friends to go Did he love it? I think he did enjoy it. I think he was like pleasantly surprised. Um, that it was like a lot better. I think he like very begrudgingly was like, I can't believe I have to take my 12 year old sister to go see a movie. To like go a see a movie. classic. Yeah, to yeah. go see Among the Greatest Films of All Time. It's better than Godfather. Yeah, um, that was my experience. Dave, how about you? I don't know when I saw it. I tried oh God, thinking what? back. Um, I'm guessing it was probably something my sister rented from uh, Blockbuster, I tried most to likely. And, and I just sat there. I'm like, oh, this is sort of. This is this is funny. I didn't quite get all the jokes. Uh, um, yeah, and then I rewatched it just just now. Not a lot of time in between. Maybe on because for some reason I, I remember the first half of the movie a lot better than the second half. So I feel like maybe I saw it with commercial breaks or just randomly cut in when it was playing on, on like a TNT or something. And you just stopped but, watching it in the middle. You made a bad um, decision and walked away. Yeah, probably did that a bunch of times, or started watching it and watched like the part in the middle and didn't quite remember. How the oh, end babe. transpired, it's, it's, it's weird. I've, it's, a, it's a weird selective memory that I have of there certain were, parts of this yeah, movie. There were also jokes, though, that totally went over my head so when weird. I was younger. Yeah. And then when you rewatch it, you're like, I literally didn't know what that meant. Yeah. When I was, a you lot know. of those for me. Yeah. 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 They, they hit a lot different as I'm older. Uh, word of the wise, Animaniacs mm-hmm. does that shit, too. Animaniacs oh, is not sure. a show for kids. Turns out, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy is not a show for children. How dare they put that on a Saturday fucking morning? Um, <laughs> big sis, memories that you have of watching this before the pod? Yeah, I mean, I gotta say that I saw it like some sort of sleepover. Um, <laughs> Was it to ruin it? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just so bad. I can't. Rem- I can never remember when I first uh, see different movies, but. I do remember that I saw it very soon after it was released, and um, I remember being a fan of it, but I, I won't spoil it, my my thoughts, but I, I'll just leave it at that, and then you can ask me what I think about it now. <laughs> so uh, I must have had very permissive parents in the summer of 95, because your boy saw this <laughs> in the theater at 10 years old. Um, I, I, I moved to Naperville when I was 10 in July. The movie came out in July. and I This was not a appropriate for you not even a little bit but yeah 10 years old me and this kid chris james who lived like around the corner um he was kind of my only friend because we both moved that summer and uh, i think we were the only two kids in our grade because both your parents didn't care about you they wanted us out of the fucking house they were like at least you had a friend your ass i had a friend (laughs) i think this is so painful friends are good (laughs) my god friends are good Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I um, I remember, so we went to go see it in like broad daylight. It must have been like 11 o'clock. We got home. We were laying on Chris James's trampoline, just like waxing poetic about what a smoke show Alicia Silverstone was. And we were so into her that we went back to see it the next day. So I saw it back oh, wow. to back days in the theater. Wow. 
Yeah, wow. somehow our parents were like, just Your get parents didn't care about you again. At all. <laughs> Two days what? in a row, they didn't care about you. They didn't even like care enough to investigate what is this movie about? Like, they're no. just like, you want to get out of the house and leave us the fuck alone for two hours? Here's some quarters. Play Street Fighter while you're there. Like, really yeah. make a day of it. That's how this movie made so much money. You know, a bunch of 10-year-olds seeing it twice in two days. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> just back-to-back in it. But so yeah, they made that extra money. You were most of the box office sales for them. <laughs> Very yes. much. Yeah. I kept uh, Carousel to show Place 12 in business by myself that summer, mm-hmm. I think. Um, let's quick uh, go around here. And as adults... Uh, Tracy, did this make the grade for you or should they have held this back? I, I think we know the answer. What do you mean? <laughs> I have to ask. Is you think that I would pick a movie friend? that I hate? I, who knows what you would do? Brian. We, we hate a lot of the girls on Teen Mom. We still watch that shit. No, I love Teen Mom, okay? I hate the girls. I love them, though. I love every single one of them like they are my own. Uh, there's a couple. I, I don't love Farrah. I love them. Oh, please. I love Farrah. Oh, my God. Love, 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 love. These people make me happy. Touche. I do. I, okay? I smile at them a lot, so that's fair. They make me happy. And this movie, oh, my God, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Everything about it. The script is beautiful. So well written. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just like boom, boom, boom. And it's not even like overly funny. It's not corny. It's just beautiful. Yeah. I can't, can't top that. Uh, Dana, make the greater get held back. Um, so I apparently used to own this movie. Now I just own the box because I couldn't find the DVD. So <laughs> I had to pay for it. I was very upset. I was like, I own this. I don't have to pay for it. And then it was just an empty box. So that was very upsetting. Um, Buy on a CDR spindle someday. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. You'll I even it. checked my DVD player. I was like, is it left in here from the last time I watched it? No. Did you check your CD tower? I don't have one. It you was have a like book? You know, have a CD book? No, I don't. Yeah, who was, has these things? I anyway. have a CD book. I have it on VHS. Yeah, oh, my wow. fiance has like a books and boxes of CDs in this house. So yes, yeah. it is true. So I'm like someone who's like really loved this. Was very annoyed that we picked like the one window of time when it was not included on a streaming service. Like <laughs> it Netflix was on. Or it something. was on Netflix like a week ago. I know. Yes. You guys, it's on like again? it's on like MTV like tomorrow. Right. It's probably playing right now. Yeah, so th- that's a whole long diatribe. But did you wait? Did you buy it though, or did you rent it? No, sorry, it? I rented it. Any sort right. of oh, that is for it. Terrible, okay. terrible. Yeah. I bought it. Oh, I had to. Amazon Prime. It was like four ninety nine to rent, seven ninety nine to buy. I was like, I'm all in. I was jumped it, in the pool. Big yeah. sis won't pay the extra dollar for HD. So yeah, we're mm. cheap here. We'll pay a little bit. But we there, pay. there were so many pretty colors in this, though. You had to pay for the HD. I, know. I mean, so I don't think SD was even an option for this. It one, shouldn't to be, be honest. Back to my review. So this was a movie I used to watch a ton up until I guess the last three or four years. Um, went in. I think I love it. Is there's just one thing that we're going to get into that. Um, that I think is what's like holding me back from like giving it like a true like A. So I'm gonna give it a B plus. Oh, that's a teaser. There's just like a there's a there's we'll get into it because I've seen it. I saw it in your notes, Brian. So I'm very curious. Yeah, there's we'll... one thing that's holding it back. Okay. It's very similar to our, like never been kissed. There's a love of Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I know where you're going. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking up. But I still love down. it. I still thought it was great for the most part. I have very few notes because I was just in awe of the film. But yeah, there's just like one thing that's keeping it. Let's keep it at a B, B plus. I think I, think I know where we're going, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Dave, how about you? Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Good Fine holiday, mean. fun. Love yeah. it. Every moment of it. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
it's not too long. Uh, no. Plenty of laughs, and uh, like we'll get into during potent quotables, uh, mm. you, you could just put this in like a novel version and I'd read it because it's so beautifully written. Yeah. And so, so much funny stuff below the surface. And yeah, because I, my main memories of this movie were from back when I was a kid and I didn't quite get it. Now that I get everything, mm-hmm. it hits even better. Yeah. It's a good movie. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Big sis. Yeah. Um, I'm with y'all. Although Dana, to give it a B. <laughs> Like not even an A minus. I want to review your A's. I want to review your A's and see what you Mm. gave Mm -hmm. in this. Okay. Don't don't go back. Don't fact check me against other films. Outside Providence. Mm -hmm. I apologize for that film. You can't. You're you're never gonna let that down. If you go too high in the grade, people criticize. You go too low, there's there's just no winning. Now I I get Roger Ebert when I've told him to fuck off the past. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've cursed his name many a time now. Um, but yeah, no, solid A for me, literally the potent quotables. I, I mean, I basically rewrote the entire movie in my Same. notes, which yep. as, as you guys know, sometimes my notes are barely a front and back. Um, yeah. And just like everything that everyone is wearing, just every little characteristic of every character is so well done. There is a character that I don't love, or I don't love their choice of actor mm. or the character. Mm. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I mean, which one was that? Now that we're talking about it, you want me to tell you? Yeah. Spoil it. No, I'm I did not. Who? I did not like Christian, the oh. guy who had played Christian. Okay, we we have a whole segment dedicated to Christian. There's so gonna be a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to him in a sec here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For me, like, fuck yes, has made the grade. Um. We talked last week, and we talked about this movie about how um. My best friend Bobby and I watched it in an elevated state about 10 years ago and talked about how well-written it was. That's 100% fucking true. Um, dialogue reminds me a lot of Mallrats, where you have like average kids who have incredible vocabularies and like a supreme command of the language, which is always kind of fun to see. Um, on a personal note, really like that Dion and Murray were black. Uh, at this time, it would have been super easy to have this movie about like rich Beverly Hills kids where everyone's white, but... Dion and Murray aren't just two black actors playing these roles. They're like a black couple. There's a lot of like black cultural shit in there with these two, which I really appreciated. Um, Also really kind of felt out of left field. They didn't do the obvious thing and have Sharon Dion just like torment and make fun of Ty. Like they were great friends to her the entire time. Even when Sharon got jealous of her, she didn't like try to sabotage her. She was like, oh no, this is sad for me. That was great. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the movie was great in 95. It was great again when I was stoned off my gourd in 2010. It's just as great now. So, so good. Love this fucking movie. Um, before we jump into the recap and the segments, do we have any fun facts about this movie? Uh, I'm trusting IMDb, which oh, I've been burned. How dare you? Never been kissed episode, but I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. This picture's first film. First, yeah, her, her first film was Never Been Kissed. Uh, I will believe that's the day I die. Anyway, uh, so this is with the grain of salt from IMDb. Sarah Michelle Geller was offered the role of Amber. That's correct. Oh, okay. wow. But he couldn't get time away from all my children. Kendall loved her on that show. Okay. Susan Lucci's like long lost bitchy daughter. Oh, great. My mom is loving this. Great arc. Loved it. Loved every minute of And then the other one was Jerry Orbach was offered the role of Cher's dad, but he oh. couldn't get out of <laughs> Law and Order. I'm so glad that Sarah Michelle Geller didn't play Amber. 
Yeah. I think it could have been interesting. She was playing the most like supreme teenage bitch on television at They would have had to give her more to do. But they Amber still liked Amber. her. Yeah, the, I, yeah. I don't, but they, they were friends with her until the party, I think. I yeah, she was I a friend of me. I think it could have been good. Um, Lenny Briscoe, though. Oh, that yeah. was so good. Oh, my but God. it also would have been like two iconic dad roles for Jerry Orbach. Dirty oh, dancing. Yeah. Dirty dancing. Oh, yeah. Dirty dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, been, could have been interesting. I, I think. I think. You're Dan in love. She's 14 years old. Oh my god. Speaking <laughs> of problematic, play the fucking siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, uh, the two that I that I one is a fact and one is an observation. So Alicia Silverstone, um, I think the first thing that we see her do outside of her voiceover is give that speech in her class about the Haitians. When she performed that scene, she actually full on mispronounces Haitians as Hadians and mm-hmm. didn't know that was wrong. And they, the director was like, I should stop her. I'm going to let her do this because <laughs> it's so perfect for her character. Okay. So yeah, she didn't realize that she mispronounced Hadians. And it's just like, that's, that's so perfect for this character. And then I was keeping track. Uh, the word clueless is used four times in the movie. Usually that kind of bothers me. Fucking great mm-hmm. here. Totally fine with it. Tremendous. Nice. Yeah. I think it was actually very intentional. The, oh, for sure. The amount of times and like how it built up to the understanding of like truly where what the movie is all about. Mm-hmm. So I actually thought it was it was really well really well done in that. Yeah, I, I have no beef with anything in this screenplay whatsoever. It's all it's all gold for me. Nice. Um, I guess I'll bring up uh, Roger like I usually do, do whenever not there's fuck a review. Us, Roger, if you if you fucking, uh, I'm scared now. You you guess. What, what do you think? A one uh, and a half stars because he fucking sucks. No, no, we gave it three and a half out of four. Okay. Such a negative Nancy over there. Redemption for Uh, Roger. Yeah, there you go. Roger, yeah. He he, uh, praised the dialogue specifically. He said it could be anthologized, as in like memorialized in some kind of paperback or hard form. Yeah, just something you put on the shelf and read every so often. And the performances like Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. He uh, called it smart and funny with characters that are in on the joke. Alicia Silverstone. And Stacey Dash have a knack for suggesting that their characters are not limited by their airhead dialogue and teen queen behavior. Um, will appeal to anyone who has a sense of humor and uh, an ear for the ironic. So, and he 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 went on to list all these lines. He's like, "This actually made me laugh, and I'm old. This also made me laugh, and I'm oh, old." So this he's is old getting, and like a this is getting to everybody. Bitch. He hated high yeah. school high. I'll never forgive him for that. True. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like- happy that he enjoyed it. Remember the Titans. Yeah, he hated Remember the Titans. Like, what, a, yep. what a heartless piece of shit. I shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but um, yeah, I don't, That's I, don't like, fine. I, don't, I don't feel bad. You've already started. Yeah. Don't stop now. I'll keep on doing it. I have a fact. Oh, lay it on yeah, us. Lay it on us. Hi, guys. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Clueless was based off Jane Austen's Emma. I don't read Jane Austen. Like I know. What do you mean you don't her. read Jane Austen? I don't really read. What do you hate women? No, oh. I'm a noted feminist. <laughs> I, just, I just don't. Don't think he's a Jane fan. Jane Austen's never really appealed to me. Um, is it's it also, how close is it to the original? Like, is it is it pretty pretty good? I mean, the overall feel of the story, but obviously, you know, no one's skateboarding, the same. right? Or doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have been doing coke. They might, they have, been might have been that if they yeah. just weren't talking about it in the in the novel. Yeah. It'd probably be yeah. called snuff or something. Um, yeah. there, you don't have to read the book though. There is a Gwyneth Paltrow version of this movie. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the and one that they, came out uh, like a year ago too? 
No, no, that's Anya Taylor-Joy. But in like that's, the 90s, there was a mm, Gwyneth Paltrow version of Emma. Yeah. And I remember sitting there watching Emma and going, ah, this is clueless. Clueless. <laughs> no, but uh, the, uh, um, Queen, the uh, Queen's Gambit version's good too, though. She's, 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 she's very good as Emma. Look at all that. No, no one. No, it's good. I, I thought you were making a joke about it. Queen. I have watched Queen's Gambit. I, I just called it a Queen's, very good movie. Queen's Gambit as an alternate uh, name for her. Oh. I mean, and I kind of forgot her name for a second. We've gone off the rails, folks. Um, can we, before we kind of jump into the plot, I need to uh, put some respect on Brittany Murphy's name. Um, rest in peace. Like I forgot, Aww, Brett, yeah. I forgot how incredible she was in this fucking. I mean, she's so cute and bubbly, and like her accent is fucking iconic for a young actress. Like that's. We, we talked about how much I liked um, Hayden Panettiere's accent, which was just straight up and down hillbilly nonsense in Remember the Titans. I loved Ty's accent in this. Um, I think it's the first time I saw her in anything. Um, and like, she steals the show every time she's on screen. I love physical comedy, which I have become a sucker for, like getting hit with the shoe at the party, falling down the stairs at the club. You know, just sitting on the couch, like bopping around, singing the Mentos song. I loved everything about Brittany Murphy in this fucking movie. Tremendous. Um, Super likable. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you for the longest time, I thought she um, went to that party with roller skates on and that's why she fell down the stairs. Like, I didn't realize. <laughs> that's the Mandela effect. <laughs> right. Um, it's locked in now. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, they're just shiny, uh, what do you call it, Doc Martens. Yeah, but I really thought docks. they were roller skates for the longest time. Oh, I do think some of that accent might have been natural, though, because she grew sure. up outside of, like, Edison, like Edison, New Jersey. That's... Well, that's your people. That's yeah. It sure was. Such <laughs> yeah. a great... Sure, sure. What very, at, very Dave, good. Stop it right Dave. now. Dave. What, what, what accent is that, Dave? Dave is the one I'm throwing here. Oh, my God. Oh, is that, a, is that like a Brooklyn Italian accent? This is deeply <laughs> offensive. Uh, as the master <laughs> yeah. of accents, I don't need to explain. My, my people accents. are very upset at you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, you've fair. been canceled. This is, this is rough. This is borderline. Oh, my God. I've been canceled. <laughs> You're making it worse. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah I, she was great. She was. She was I like forgot how spectacular she was. And yeah. everyone, not only is she dead, everyone she's ever even met is dead. Mm-hmm. Everyone oh, in yes. her family, everyone is dead. Yeah, it, it's a curse. It's got to be a curse. But yeah, so I, I, thought, I thought she was great. And then, I mean, obviously Alicia Silverstone, like iconic role again. Mount Rushmore put her up there. Um, perfect casting the perfect look for the role, but like the way that her voice squeaks often while she's delivering lines, the little sousance on top. So great. So great. I was all about her until she started baby birding her kids. Well, she's a weirdo. And then I was like, "Ah, I'm off. Uh, Has anyone seen um, the the movie Love's Labor's Lost? Uh, So don't see it. Sounds like Shakespeare. Oh, it's Shakespeare. Branagh's, uh, it's a Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare ugh. movie that is set in except World for Hamlet and a couple others. They're all it's, listen, it's, it's trash. It's also a musical. Um, Matthew Lillard is in it. A Shakespeare musical with like songs from the Great American Songbook for some reason. Like yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's not any any good at all. But you you get to watch Alicia Silverstone do Shakespeare, and that is something that uh, everyone should see five minutes of and no more. She's not good at it. Is it like a recent film? I'm trying to like. Uh, I think it's like 2000. You know what? So I I watched this with my brother and his fiance. She's 10 years younger than me, and she like doesn't know any of these actors or actresses. (sighs) 
I know. Um, and she's like, Alicia Silverstone, who's she? And I was like, you know, she's in. Uh, she? She's in this movie. <laughs> she was in one movie. other movie. She was she's in Excess Baggage. Well, she yes, that's the, the one past. where she got oh, kidnapped. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was it. That's Isn't the that only other movie I remember her in. That's Benicio del Toro, right? That's yes. Kidnapped yes. yes. Super she's hot also too. in Blast from the Past. Yeah, I love with Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Brendan okay, Fraser, but, where he's yeah. like a man from the 50s or whatever. That's, is, is, that, is that who lived in a bunker under the ground? Thank God. Oh, she's also in a really pieces. creepy movie that I was reminded of when I was looking through it because I was like, how did she get her start? She's in this super creepy movie called The Crush, where as a 14-year-old, uh, she gets a crush on uh, Carrie Ells, uh, Wesley, for the like, princess bride. Was he 40 at that point? Like, they're not the same age. No, no this is in like 1993. She's playing a 14-year-old who falls but in love with a He was a grown reporter. man in The Princess great. Bride. That's yeah. great. Yeah, no, right, I know. Okay. It's, that's the point of it. She has, she has like a. If you're looking at her career, there's a little bit of a thing that's happening in the early days. A lot of ingenue, tilted, uncomfortable things. That was a real thing back then with like Poison Ivy and all those like erotic thrillers. Let's get like yeah. real Babe, 17, I'm, 18 year olds to play the. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't like the way that you said erotic. <laughs> I don't like the way that you said erotic is now. That's. We have to get off of this because basic uh, instinct. And here we go. <laughs> um, keep, keep listing. All right, let's 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 get away from Dave giving me the creeps and uh, talk about this movie kind of broadly. First thought: How the fuck are these girls fifteen? Anybody feel that's weird to me? Oh, I, I mean, I were... looked like that when I was fifteen, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, the, the the look is one thing. Um, Listen, was I super hot wearing a business <laughs> suit to freshman year? Yeah, obviously. yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tracy, I'm happy that we have you here because my first thought is these girls are younger than Rachel Beaver. Okay, like, so two years. when you think about that, right? So compared to teen mom, right? Or mm-hmm. 16 and pregnant. And when you think about like, and you keep that in mind that that is like what a 16 year old is like. No, they're not doing a great job right. of portraying this. But it's also like, I, I really think that like their outfits, I, I understand obviously like, you know, it was very costume-esque. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you're not selling this. Mm-mm. Like I they're all they wearing were... blazers. Yes. They're yeah. wearing business suits, like fancy business suits. Yeah. 15 so... years old. Ty has three tattoos, including a hand <gasps> tattoo at 15. Okay. But here's <laughs> she my does coke. <laughs> and none of them are virgins except for Cher. <laughs> they're shocked. Okay, well that's realistic. <laughs> I, I <Wait>. mean <laughs> Okay, so I don't know much about like LA Valley culture. But I was like, well, maybe that's where I'm like getting a little bit of a disconnect because it's kind of like the preppy, it's It's like preppy, like you have to like, you you look like 10 years older than you actually are at all times. Like you have the dance mom who's making you look like 17 when you're 10. Um, So I'm like, okay, maybe that actually wasn't like my biggest deal. Um, And actually that Brittany Murphy, I think the fact that, you know, she was like, She'd done drugs and like wasn't a virgin and had tattoos. Is like, oh, she's from New York. Ah, scary place. You know, like, mm-hmm. like real life. Right? Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. I felt like, all right. So I get like that whole Brittany Murphy. I don't know if they're supposed to be preppy per se, but I think that they're just supposed to be very, very, very wealthy. Yeah. And you know, something else that like kind of stood out was you know all the plastic surgery that they're referring to. And oh. remember, they're like. 15 16 Children. years old right they're kids getting and it's like who gets plastic surgery 
you know, it's like Beverly Hills. That's the place to be for plastic surgery. So you're going on like all of these stereotypes from the nineties about these places. Mm -hmm. So it's like New York tattoos, drugs, she's a whore. Like that's so, you know, (laughs) that's what they're doing. It was just, I mean, the scene at the diner where like Ty is shocked that her friends are virgins at 15 still. I'm like, well, I mean, I for sure knew some kids that weren't virgins at 15, but I wasn't like, what, you're still a virgin at 15? Right, like, oh, what is wrong with you? How is this possible? Like, are you sick? <laughs> like, it would have, that, that was a lot for me. Them being 15, in my memory, they were like high school seniors. Yeah. So watching right. it again and being like, 15, huh? Learning to drive, are we? Yeah, and it makes, it makes the um, stepbrother thing a little bit more problematic. Sure the fuck does. Um, yeah. mm, we're, we, we're going to talk about yeah. that, but, uh, I want to, there's a couple other things I wanted to dig into first. Um, what do we all think about the character of Christian? Ooh. All right. Mm. Can I go first? I'm sorry. I, okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like I get that, you know, he's a gay guy, right? Like that's like the the whole entire undertone. Every single one of his lines is supposed to be like an innuendo. I Mm. get it. Okay, great. Um, And also I could see like, obviously he's a very good looking guy and I'm also not attracted to him. So like that is where I see like, okay, I get where they're going. But like he also, while he, he, um, you know, maybe did like quote unquote things that gay guys do, you know, he loved shopping. He loved art. He like, you know, he, he like, he had like this different style. Yeah. He did not sell the homosexuality. No. He didn't sell it. And to be honest with you, like, I, I also didn't feel any chemistry from him and Cher at None. all. Way more and, than Elton. But not even on her end. And I don't see that she would ever be attracted to a guy like that. So that's where I was like, she doesn't really like him. This is crazy. Yeah, it's very strange. I mm-hmm. I thought they did do like a good job of dropping a lot of subtle hints that he was gay. Like now that I know that the character's gay, going back to rewatch it, I'm like, yeah, there's a ton of little things that, you know, may not come to mind if you first think about him as being the romantic lead. Like him very subtly kind of shifting away from Cher and dancing with some other guy at the club. Um, the camera catches it for like a half a second. They don't really dwell on it. He's obviously flirting with the bartender and she's just like, oh, he's just over there having like a fun time. And like, he wants to go to the after hours. Right, yeah, with mm-hmm. the entire band. Um, a lot, All the cheek kisses he- that he's doing with her and like never on the mouth. Um, there's just like a lot of things. I mean, of course, him bringing over a VHS copy of Sporadicus. That, <laughs> that's a bit of a dick. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, because he's a Tony Curtis fanatic. Tony yeah. Curtis yes. fan. Some like it hot and sporadicus. Um, Loves it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his character was not believable to me as, as Tracy, what you just said. Like, the, the person they cast for this particular role did not play the role in the way that I think it could have been played and was like, for all of the other characters being like A pluses of their role, essentially, I just felt like it was... To even like Crooks, to, for you to even say that he was like a leading man, like that is not where he fits in my brain space. No. He was like, also he's like twenty five. Yeah, yeah. grown ass man playing fifteen. Well, mm. Stacey Dash was like thirty, so that's like Black a whole yeah. Crazy. But I, I it's mean, it's yeah. different though because she acted <laughs> no, uh, younger. So it's like now you have someone who looks older and is acting. 
acting older and it's mm. like oh this is like why are you here you're like a teen mm. like it, it would be more believable if she fell for her teacher that was christian oh yeah, yeah. i mean I listen, we, we just did uh never been kissed don't you see that happen again yeah i could see that i could see him fitting in like Once that right Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess my only complaint with Christian, because I kind of I liked the subtlety of it all. Like I didn't need it to be over the top. I just wonder if at some point, like, did he owe it to like not owe it to share, but should he have just been like, hey, girls aren't my thing? You know, yeah, like why did he weird. do that? It's so you know, weird. like it comes from Murray saying like a litany of pretty offensive like gay slurs. <laughs> all, all in one yeah. quote. Yeah. I couldn't even believe that that happened because again, it's like rewatching it. I'm like, oh, this is no, oh, you can't say that. Yeah. Oh I my mean, god, and you're gonna and again and again, and I get that, but you're right though, Dana. Like, why didn't he? He was clearly out of the closet. Yes, yeah. he is so, a closeted gay man. I have a thought. Oh. On why? I'm curious. He embraced the full '50s aesthetic. You know, if you're gay, oh, so he's rock closet. He needed a beard. But he wasn't too. in the closet. He was. Uh, he was very I mean, out of the he closet. He also didn't come out and say straight up to anybody. Hey, this I mean, he's is... dancing with dudes at the club. He's, for a lean, he's leaning over the bar. Yeah, yeah. he's he's like, putting his tongue in the bartender's mouth in front of fifty witnesses. No, I I just I mean. While we're on the knockoff fifties aesthetic, um, I want to kind of get out of the way. Tracy, Dana, Megan, was this ever a thing that girls were super into? Like a guy pretending it was nineteen fifty one? Oh yeah, I was super into that. Oh, yeah. I actually like I was more of a forty seven kind of girl. <laughs> oh okay, all right. Yeah, post war, I got it. Uh, yeah, I mean anything. Like also, I'll say this: uh, the Billy Holiday line. <laughs> Again, I, I love it, him. it might be <laughs> perfect. It might be the best line in the movie because mm-hmm. it, it it was just so telling like that was exactly what the movie was about yeah her like not knowing what she was talking about but like she owned it such confidence yeah. and as again as a kid did not get that joke at all as an adult i'm like i get it on several levels but yeah. as a kid, you mean like, like my friend billy because i was 12 13 on this when i watched a friend and a cousin named billy yeah i'm like what did, what did she say that was wrong who's no? billy holiday oh it was, that was a lady singer from way back mm-hmm. okay. okay yeah i just the whole fifties thing for me, Dana, were you were you chasing after guys with had a greaser look? No, was that your thing? No, I lived on the Jersey Shore. There's a little bit of grease to it, but it's just because oh, it's different, different grease though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're yeah. more like meatball grease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. sausage. Were you into grease? the were yeah. you into the Nash Rambler, the 1954? Uh, sorry, the Nash Metropolitan is the little any big car cool. that he shows up. The car was all right. That was cool. That was cool. Wait, so that was, right. was the 50s? Was that when swing music was popular? No, that would have been like 20s, 30s. No, earlier. Charleston no. shit. Okay, swing music was in the. Um, well, that's what I was just actually wondering because like. Zoot Suit Riot came out like very weirdly in the 90s. Well, there was at some there was point. a there was a, a swing dance revival with Scott yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden became a thing. So he fit in with that, but he he made up a shitload of his own slang. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to sound in the 50s. I'm gonna rattle off some of these well, fucking. A lot lines. of this slang is made up. Like well, Amy yes. Heckerling just made up oh, a whole new wave of when slang. We get to for all of us. We're gonna hear a lot of the slang. Let's his, bring this back. I'm taking yeah. Christian you, slang. You wanna, I'm gonna wanna, make it you cool. You wanna keep that in the oh Jesus. Um I mean 
Gross. He he refers to Cher's house as a nice pile of bricks. No one's ever said that a nice before. Pile of bricks here. Yeah. But I also, mean, I will say this. I think that he was also trying, like his character was trying to be older than he was because he thought that he was more distinguished. Oh, and, he for like, sure did. Right. So that's why, like, the way he treated her dad, like, kind of like they were on even playing fields. Yeah. He he carried himself as like a forty-five-year-old, like established yeah. executive somewhere that's a kind of confidence i don't know about executive <laughs> no well not a good one i mean i i think more like uh you know a a, a polished street man okay a street hustler <laughs> is that where we're going three card model street man like a street urchin he polished uh maybe some organized crime something yeah. like that yeah, yeah like like non like a wise guy yeah a wise guy he, he, a little bit of a wise guy he's not he's not a made guy he's um the first scene from uh, from Goodfellas. He's, he's, he's little kid Henry Hill. He's not um, okay. you know, your shine box, Joey. We're going to do Goodfellas one day, guys. That's, that's a teen movie, I think. Oh, <laughs> no. such a good movie. It's my I favorite movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, he refers to, he tells Shira uh, that she has nice stems instead of saying nice legs. Again, weird fucking thing to say. We call them gams. Yeah, like, gams. gams. I mean, we're okay with that. nice gams. Um, yeah. He's he expresses shock at the club that they're charging for beers by saying, "Dig this! They're charging for brewskis." Well, like, but see, that's oh, like I don't this. think that's weird. I think that that's him just trying to be older, like. Yeah. Oh God, brewskis! Right, but that's like something that an old man says. That that's like not like a dude. He's probably like ah, dudes yeah. call him brewskis. So he's, oh, he he also he, spends half the year in Chicago, and that yeah. seems like that's more, true. more Chicago thing. Yeah, yeah. give me My a brewski. My dad there also calls him brewskis, but I mean, he's an old man, you know, authentically croisoned, uh, old style from Chicago. It's not a 15-year-old kid in California. Can you believe that he has parents? Like, could you imagine him? <laughs> no. So, like, two people have custody of him. As a child. Like, he's a child. I can't believe he has parents or Ty has parents. We never see Ty's home life for a second. So, I think like, they were both hatched. Well, yeah, I think Ty's raising herself, obviously. She lives on her own as a grown adult going to high school. A feral adult child, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of fun plot things that we want to talk about. I don't want to dominate here. Who wants to uh, pick something else to kind of discuss quick? When the movie opens and she has that, like, app on her computer where you, like, pick outfits yeah. for her. Oh, my God. Why isn't that on my phone? Why oh. Why? Is, why can't I? Why doesn't this exist? I yeah, like, I just take pictures that. of my clothes and then I go, phone app. <laughs> The Clueless Share app put it Alfred together for me because, as you can tell, I'm I'm wearing a Patagonia sweatshirt and t-shirt. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, these shirts are name brand. I designed my own. I'm wearing a Brian Cook's original tonight. Yeah, if you had that app, you could just pick out uh, plaid business suits constantly. Yellow. I I would just be be so. I'd be so embarrassed to have to photograph myself in my underpants to start with, though. (laughs) It's been done before. Who's going to do that for me without like a phone, like a like, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure at some point we've had a picture of you in your underpants. You've been friends long enough. Yeah. A couple. <laughs> we've been to bachelor parties before. Yeah. I need this app. I need someone else to put my outfits together for me so I don't but, have to spend time doing it. But I also need a closet big enough with like one of those like laundromat rotating <laughs> motorized situations closet. in which yeah in which oh, I have, that was beautiful yeah, yeah which I have so many outfits I like need a motorized piece of equipment to showcase them off to myself at 15 years old yeah 
like the 15 thing is never going to get old for me but she was she was the lady of the house though yeah she was keeping her dad's cholesterol in check she was she was running that household absolutely um, Drink your juice. Is, I don't like. I don't like juice. Leave me alone. Um, a store I reference a lot on the show. I feel like. Do I talk about? I feel like I talk about con, uh, Contempo Casual a lot. It was Love actually in yeah. the film. They are yes. in Contempo Casual, which I was like, oh, finally, so beautiful. I tried. To, I would like go in there and be like, I'm not allowed to buy any of this. Like my mom would die if you I were. Well, what about bell bottoms? Because that's where I used to buy my bell bottoms. I wore a lot of loose denim for years. Just Interesting. Yeah, we've we've talked about this that Dana's mom was trying to get her to like dress in a more form-fitting fashion, and uh, Megan's and mom like, was the opposite. Megan's oversized mom- T-shirts. <laughs> and you were trying to plumb. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Megan's mom was over here buying her like triple XL burlap sacks. Were you um were you a Jenko kind of girl, or you were just going for like you know working man? Um, I think it was like, but I was like not a name brand person. Like I was like the mall. <laughs> what are these stores? Oh like it took me. I lived. I'd be like dragged into like contemporary fashion because like my mom hated malls and I don't like to go shopping. So it was like, honestly, I think I got jeans from like Kmart for a very long time. Interesting. So there was no style. It was just to cover yourself. Yes. It was utilitarian. Practical. Uh, I understand. I get it. I like it. This is, might be why I had to. My brother had to be paid to go see this movie with me. <laughs> Turns out, that's why you didn't have any friends. Um, yeah, it's like, can you give her non Kmart jeans? Listeners, Dana has really stepped up her game. You, you can't you. see, but yeah. uh, you, the picture okay. from um, your friend's thirtieth birthday while he was still in college. You were a very stylish-looking lady oh, in the picture. You. So, yeah, you, were, yeah. you, you figured it out eventually. Oh, we never posted that, but yeah, that was yeah. a good. I was wearing a lovely vest that day. <laughs> Not selling it anyway. Very business casual. (laughs) I will say the mall culture is something that's come up in a couple of these movies and we haven't really talked about it. And again, putting it into perspective, watching it with a a woman who's 10 years younger than me and is like, why did people go to that place? Basically. I'm like, that is where we went to. My entire youth was in Fox Valley Mall. Drop off at five. I'll get you back at 10. Don't yeah. do anything stupid. I'd like, be like, okay. that's not enough time. That's no, just not that's, enough time. There's no. plenty of time for me. We're just what did we, we do? Didn't buy anything. I'm going to buy I looked at it. I tried on every single piece of clothing ever. And also, I like when Josh references it um, when he looks at her and he's like, who's watching the Galleria? Right. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Again, as a 10 year old in the theater, didn't get that. Didn't get that at all. Now you know, it'd I, be the Grove. Of yes, LA. That, that's okay. for it'd sure. Be the Grove now. I just, I mean, the mall was such a key part of my life. I, I was there so often. I took a um, a survey one time where they were just like, hey, we wanna, we're going to give you, I think it was like five bucks to come in here and talk to this guy, which looking back, shouldn't have taken that offer. Sounds sketchy as shit. Come in and be like, you want to talk to an older man in a dark room, right. Brian? Yeah, let's I can go get back a to $5. And a icy. I don't know. Close your eyes. Orange Julius and a Annie Anne's pretzel to come back in this dark room. Close your eyes and open your mouth. We're going to give you a sample of teriyaki chicken. Sure, that's what it is. It's a sample of teriyaki chicken. It's the great steak and fry company. But uh, yeah, I took a a survey about whether I would shop at um, Anchor Blue if it came to the mall. uh, Spoiler alert, I used to shop at Anchor Blue. Anchor Blue is like a knockoff PacSun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. no, buddy of mine used to work there. Loved it. I used yeah. to go in there and be like, hey, what's it like working here? It's like, and every other employee was a very hot girl. And I, yeah. and I was like, I, I, that's what it's like to work here, huh? 
Yeah, every yeah. shirt says D's nuts on it somewhere. That was yeah. listen, while them. we're while we're talking about some fashion from Arbast, uh, why don't we get into some frosted tips and butterfly clips? Uh, Stacy, Stacy, Jesus, Stacy Dash in the brain here. Tracy, I am Stacy. Well, <laughs> what look did you want to talk about from this movie? Okay, so my favorite look from this movie, something that I remember from when I first saw the movie, was her white Calvin Klein dress when she first went out with Christian. That's a look. And her father's like, "What the hell is that?" And she's like, "It's a dress." And he's like, "Says who?" And she's like, "Calvin Klein." Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Loved it. That yeah. dress, classic. That yeah. dress, see, there's so many things in that movie where it's like, well, first of all, it was very, you know, avant-garde. Um, but that was a classic. That held the test of time. Mm-hmm. It was just, I, I loved it. I loved that um, a 15, 16-year-old girl was wearing that. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's yeah. what I would wear to, like, my rehearsal dinner for my wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. Or... If I'm 15 and in clueless. I don't know if you would, though. Like, that was... Did you see how small yeah. that dress was? Like, <laughs> spicy I did. Dress. They actually... They yeah, they remade, they remade a dress, I think, in around, like, 2010. They re-released it. And it's just, like, a long tank top. Yeah. It's a, it's <laughs> like, it's not Very like... Short. Like, you. sometimes you look at it on her, um, and I think that it's a little bit deceiving, like what it really is. It looks like maybe there's a zipper. There's no zipper. This is a stretch, tiny little dress. I don't, I mean, listen, I don't know you that well. Maybe you will wear it to your rehearsal. Did I, I don't know. <laughs> but I, knowing, knowing 15 year old Megan, if she would have walked down the stairs and that her mom wouldn't have been able to like formulate the words yeah. to roast her for wearing that. She would have just like had a stroke, I think. I'm pretty sure. And just but like, I oh. love that. I love that she puts on a see-through down over it. it. I loved it because that is what the 90s were all about. Wearing things that didn't make sense, that the fabrics were awful. Everything was polyester and nothing made sense. And that's what I really liked. I was like, oh, you ruined it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Speaking of things that didn't make any sense, uh, my favorite character in the movie, fashion-wise, is Amber. Um, She dresses like a clown. In like three quarters of the scenes, she looks yep. like a Dr. Seuss character. Yes. Like she doesn't, mm-hmm. everyone else is very much put together and she, it's like she's gone 5% too far in everything. She's high yeah. couture. Yeah. Well, if, she, if she's, if she's a real housewife, she's from Potomac. Like all your shit is a little bit too much. Like you're, you're pushing a little bit too far with everything. And uh, the look that I picked, I'm not even sure she has any lines while she's in this thing. Um, she wears it at the cafeteria and then again in class. And it's, it's impossible to ignore no matter what's happening around her. I'm not even sure what they said in this scene because I was transfixed. It's an olive green, like a skirt and a jacket, which by itself, pretty unremarkable. But then what happened? Leopard fur trim on the skirt, cuffs, and jacket lapels. Dog tags for some reason. Gigantic camo backpack. Little teeny tiny camo purse. Y'all, camo thigh highs in this as well. Uh, knee-high combat boots and the hair. My God, the hair. I don't know what you call it if your pigtails form loops, but she's got pigtails. That's the Pippi Longstocking. Right. Long well, the Pippi yeah. Longstocking like, I thought was like out and like a Cindy Lou Who thing happened. No, that was like, the, I think it was the curve, the no? Well, she had, it was, it was, it was like, um, it was like if you look at when I was a kid and we would go to like shopping at the store and we'd go on the aisle with all the Clairol like hair dyes and they had the hair little like 
the little loop sample yeah little loop <laughs> she had that for her hair and then like camo ribbons holding those loops in place like i don't i'm very curious what she said as an actress when they showed her this at first like oh, i'm wearing all of this at the same time like am i am i invading you know iraq after this movie's over because i'm wearing an army uniform she looked like um like tank girl before like the world ended in that movie and her clothes became tattered like it was just she looked like she should have paints underneath her, her yes. eyes. Yes, 15 years old, going to school in this. I did not catch this. I was looking at Amber was like, I don't, I was never really paying attention. That's going to be on her Instagram. No, I thought she Can't was wait. so experimental that it's like, maybe her parents are fashion designers. Like, let's let's see how this goes at school. I think yeah. her parents are drug addicts. That could, could be that too. Like, they, they put <laughs> they on this weird acid. skirt and shirt. This, I'm your father Oh, put it on. I think she had a stylist somehow. I mean, she she her looks were all ridiculous. Um, Dana, what look did you want to cover? So I'm picking one of, um, I shouldn't say Stacey Dash. Her, her, she has a character name. Dion. Dion. Yes. D. Yeah. Um, so I feel like she wears a lot of crazy hats, and this one just like stuck out to me. It might have also been because it was like the cover on Apple TV when I like paused the movie and picked it up again today. Um, but it's when they're leaving the love note from Mr. Hall to Miss Geis. Yeah. And it's like a red hat with like a little like black squiggly over a yellow sunburst. So it's like a tat in the hat type situation. It is a fuzzy orange and yellow striped crop top situation. And I believe a red, black, white, and orange tartan plaid miniature, I'm assuming. Because no... None of the skirts in this movie, like, are appropriate length, and they end just above your ass, like, just, like, where your ass cheek ends. And it is just one of the more ridiculous outfits that Dion wears. And she wears a lot of crazy ones, but it's just the color combination, the ridiculous hat, the hats in general. I was not allowed to wear hats in school, so I'm like, what the hell is this? But yeah, that was was the one where... Do you think that they're dressing like this because it's almost like we're so rich that we could wear whatever we want. Yeah, that's so. what rich people do now. Yeah, like, right. sure. The Kanye West. Like, I think they all thought that they were Kanye. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, yeah, they're all, they're all dressing like uh, Lady Gaga here. Just put on yeah. whatever crazy exactly. can for some attention. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, okay, but so I almost picked this Dana and then um, I picked a different one. But like the furriness of the sweater, mm-hmm. like this was a thing back in the day. And yeah. it was like, it was, oh, I know. yeah, it was like short sleeve, super like long fur sweater yeah, that like, like a shag, like an Angora yeah. type of. Um, yeah. And I like, I just, so I think part of it is like, okay, well that piece, I have seen it forever 21 back in the day, mm-hmm. but like, I would never pair it with that top hat that I would see at like Walmart in like, the <laughs> you know, Dr. Seuss kids section. Nor would I pair that with the skirt that's probably like designer, you know, some sort of like country club situation. And and so I think to your point, Tracy, it's like, yes, they could like literally wear whatever they wanted, but they picked something that was like in style and like paired literally. it with the weirdest thing. Yeah. Fuck it all the way up, guys. Yeah, because they, they could, because they couldn't, because they had right. all of these crazy things that were so expensive. And it's right. like, let's just wear them all at once. Yeah, why not? Yeah put everything on and then put one more thing on uh dave which look caught your eye i want to hear what uh megan has to say that was fantastic i, I would like to hear hers first personally oh we didn't answer okay. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Well, great. Um, well, I'm going to dig into one of Ty's looks. Um, she had some looks, but this is the one where they were in, um, they were in the club where Christian and uh, Alicia Silverstone oh, were in, was in the white dress. And like literally <laughs> some of her outfits, I'm like, kind of, I get the cuteness of it. And then some of them, I'm like, you look like a giant sack. Like I'm, you know, there is it's just very all over the place. But this one was the epitome of like just mixing fabrics and things that like do not make sense. Um, so she's wearing overall jean shorts that are like long and very baggy and they have a quilted kind of front or like a crochet kind of front. Yeah. Um, then she's wearing like a very tight pink long sleeve tee. Then she has a sheer top that might be pink, not sure, blue. but okay, blue, like blue. <laughs> a light blue, but she like continues, she's not really sure what to do with it. So she like ties it around her waist. She ties it around her hair, like a turban. She like throws it over her shoulder. That's a good um, joke. Yeah. Like it's like every seat, like they fl keep flipping to her and she like looks, it's in a different spot on her body. Then she's wearing a blue like headband or little or like big barrettes. And then these like metallic Doc Martens. I have to imagine that they're Doc Martens. Yeah. Like yeah. metallic yeah. silver. They're not knee high, but they're not like normal it's length. They're like mid yeah, they're like mid yeah, mid shin. Yeah. That's why I thought they were roller skates. That's why I thought she fell down the stairs. I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand. She yeah. definitely looked emotionally disturbed in that outfit. Yeah. yeah, and, well, and the, the the constant changing of that positioning of the uh, sheer piece of fabric that was well, because she was uncomfortable. I think that's yeah. what they were trying to. Well, she's like, I don't know like, what to do with this. And yeah. frankly, the, the turban was the right call for that thing. It looked pretty oh, nice. Yeah. Put it on his headband. As somebody who always has too many layers and then has to figure out what to do with them, I was like, that was key. Like, I don't, why don't I do that more often? Worked out very well for her. Uh, Dave, take it away. Um, I picked a. Ty look as well, because I remember the part when they did the makeover, yeah. and she looks all uncomfortable for a while. I'm like, okay, let's, let's see where this turns out. And she's in the share room with all the mirrors, and then you get the full reveal. It's this kind of like dark teal sweater, with like a big uh, burgundy heart in the middle, and then like a burgundy sort of, I don't know if that's, is that corduroy? Yeah, it was definitely yeah, corduroy. Oh, where, where, where you'd be like, <laughs> shh, 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 yeah. on there all day, I, it, would, it would drive... It would drive me nuts to wear anything like that, but it's more the hair. She looks so happy, mm -hmm. um, and the the way that her hair is curled and not as like crazy and ridiculous, going in every direction. She and it just kind of bounces around. It's yeah, she seemed really happy at that moment. So, so and, cute uh, in that moment. Look good. It's a fantastic yeah. look. You didn't like her outfit before they picked that one, where she where she just cut her shirt <laughs> off and she cutting. wore. She wore giant dress pants. That was pretty good too. Where she's like, "Oh, not my stomach!" And then you look at it like, it's "Yeah, it's stomach. like, oh, like not my flat, stomach. flat stomach." Yeah, it's a good stomach. Yeah. yeah, not my seventeen-year-old Brittany Murphy body. Oh no, I'm hideous. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dave, Dave, I'm surprised you didn't pick one of Donald Faison's outfits. I know you. I just because no, I used to wear uh, my pants way too low, and I just I couldn't I Accurate. couldn't possibly talk about that ever again. I'm still ashamed to this day. Just too, I thought you, too much I thought, on the pants. I thought you were going to go with just like uh, Julie Brown's gym teacher look. like after. <laughs> That's what I usually do, but that, yeah, that moment in the movie shit. made me happy. I'm sorry. You dog one time for the uh, the deep dive. That was a wild I choice. Did. It's a good looking um, dog. Well, 
we've, we've been kind of dancing around this, I think, uh, on and off here. And, you know, at its core, this movie is a, a love story. It's a romance movie. So um, let's do some love at first semester. Uh, let's start light. Um, Ty and Travis, the, the lightest, easiest couple in here. Are we surprised at all that Travis was still in the tie after she got popular and was like rude as shit to him? I'm not surprised. I was more surprised that like, because I actually wrote this down in my notes that like, I thought it was weird that like Ty so quickly changed her mind to being like, oh, it's okay to be with Travis. Like, yeah. Because he's like, I'm cleaning my act up. I'm doing like the 12. He's like, I'm he got rid of his bong. Program, and there's like, oh my God, that was so two great. Bongs, one of them built out of a yeah. honey bear. Like, okay. Amazing. That's a joke a that I, that's what I didn't get. I remember him saying like, she's like, maybe we'll put it in kitchen. And he's like, that's where I kept it. But I, I was like, what is that? Yeah. Is yeah. that? And then I was like, it's probably just a kitchen thing. Do you think that, she, I, I'm assuming Cher on the joke. Yeah. I mean, she, she, yes. She smoked that joint very nonchalantly. I think sure. she's yeah. not a stoner, as was young me, but uh, I think that she she knew what was up. Yeah. So I just thought it was like that was my only thing that like of course like Travis is like she's she's probably thought she was like cuter now because she washed the Kool Aid out of her hair or whatever. <laughs> um, but I was surprised that like Ty so quickly was like yeah let's give Travis a shot. That was the leap. But I also think they just had to button everything up because, like, that's how Emma works. So, um, yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I forget the source material. Um, yes. Well, yeah. well and Cher was... started coming around to Travis, and I think that was, like, her permission, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cher so. yeah, started to get to know him beyond his uh, appearance. Yeah. Also, I thought he was adorable. I don't know what. Yeah. Like, like, was he supposed to be ugly? Because he wasn't. I don't think he's like ugly, a cute but I think just boy. like gross. I think just like, like sure, like dirty. Yeah. yeah. Sure, but I mean, yeah. he was super cute. I think that he liked her afterwards. Like that entire situation where like Ty was like the hot girl that ended very quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She had her two minutes of fame from her mall incident, and then that was it. Because yeah. And no explanation. It wasn't like, oh, she's been exposed or whatever. It was just like, well, right. we tired of having her on top for some reason. But that goes with the entire thing that there was no resolution. Mm -hmm. There was never a resolution. Like they hated each other. They're mad at each other. They're, they were evil to each other. Yeah. The yeah, way they I spoke to each other was like terribly, terribly rude. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, sorry. Oh my God. Super okay, sorry. Now. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, called your mother. Girls. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. whoa. We've discussed uh, Megan's queen bee from high school, who I also was a, a very close to. And like that would not have been a quick resolution had she decided to, if she would have felt threatened in her role on top. Um, I'm not sure if anyone ever did that, but like if that happened, buddy, we're talking about like a full exorcism. You have to have like a tribunal to come to a, come to a head with that. She would not have been okay with, with being usurped in the least bit. You know, I got to tell you, for that role that they almost try to paint her as like the queen bee, she was always very nice. Not mean to anybody ever. She wasn't mean to I anyone. Know. Amber ever. was the nasty one. Yeah. Yeah. And her and, and Dion were nice to everyone. Everybody. Yeah. And, and the weird teachers. And Ty actually became like, became more of the queen bee. Yeah. When she had that moment of popularity because she was like, oh, Travis, get away from me. And like, I'm going to sit here. But you know, she did say, like, move over and make sure there's room for um, share. But yeah. I think it was, like, yeah, it was, like, more of a, a friendly queen bee-ness, I guess. Yeah, it, it, was, it was less, like, 
overt and hostile than I think we're used to from a lot of these movies, which mm. was nice to see they didn't just go full on, you know, you're a manipulative like monster or Ramona Singer, if you will. Um, real quick, before we get into Cher and Josh, which I think is going to be kind of the dominant couple to talk about here, there was a moment between Dion and Murray where Dion says that she's technically a virgin. That means butt stuff, right? Like no. 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 And stuff. No. And stuff and mouth stuff. Yes. Hands up and mouth Thank stuff. You, Dave. Not, or, thank you, Dave. Butt stuff. What? Brian. On, well. Or, or Brian. You I, remember. I, do you remember my friend who thought she was a virgin? I, oh, like my God. I need to hear this story, though. We've all had that friend, by the yes. way, Megan. We went to yes. high school with a girl who was technically a virgin who did a lot of butt stuff. Not saying names, because, again, legal counsel has advised me not to. That's not what I'm saying. No, oh. this is a friend that you knew um, when we, we both lived in Chicago for a little bit. But she thought the guy had to finish for her oh. to lose well, his virginity. That's Isn't that right? right? I do remember that. Wait, so she's wrong? What? <laughs> what? Unless, you, unless you do it Brianna style. Yeah, I, I forgot. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. So are we thinking that's her technicality? Uh, that's what I assume. No. But, oh, no. Poor Murray. No. <laughs> that's why she says, my away. man is satisfied. And she's talking about I thought yep. she was All talking the about place. Yeah. So, so we're saying it's a damp third. I was say, to do a callback to one of my A damp third. A damp third. Okay. Sure. Um, now that we've gotten the fun shit out of the way, let's talk about Sharon and Josh. How old do we think Josh is? We have a guess on that. Wait, can I preface by saying, at the time, I was all about this. I had older brothers. Yeah. This was the, and I was like, oh my god, if one of their hot friends this was the fell in love with me, this yeah, was the this was her actual life. brother. Well, no, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Ex, just, not my sibling. Like, I was on board with it. I had an older brother. Listen, I had older brothers, City, their friends, other friends, right? Their friends. <laughs> If their friends would have been like, hey, your sister's cute, I'd have been like, yeah, but that like never, <laughs> ever happened. So I appreciated the age difference when I was like 12. And Wasn't for a he a freshman time. in college? I, I don't think he was. They, they make a reference to freshman philosophy, but like, and he lives freshman in New York. Freshman psych, right? Freshman psych was a freshman psych. Yeah. No, yeah. he's definitely a freshman because she said freshman psych rears its ugly head. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not taking psych. But here's, here's my hang up here. If you're mm. a, a college freshman, would you be this involved in the whole lawsuit thing? Like overachiever. It's like this is an overachiever. Yeah, because he wants to be a lawyer. He has to start doing his internship stuff and get That's out. Right. Like, yeah. At that age, I wanted to be a lawyer. You know what I didn't spend my time doing? Helping out with legal briefs and shit. Did you live in Beverly Are Hills? Are you a lawyer now? Uh, no to each. <laughs> Was your stepdad in the middle of a huge case where he needed nope. people to highlight yeah. depots? Nope, I'm a graphic right. designer in Iowa. My dad worked for a plastics company. So oh, <laughs> none yeah. of this is me. He was probably doing the same thing that uh, Cher was doing during that one part, just highlighting stuff and underlining oh, stuff. Way, I, I, I doubt he was doing work. Well, but the I way that, that other attorney drew up at him and then he gave it Maybe. back to him. I mean, yeah. Okay, so if, if he's 18 or 19... Are we okay with this relationship? Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, this motherfucker could be like 22 or 23. I'm still okay with that. Thank you. Oof. <laughs> Oof. So I thought, like Dana mentioned, I thought Cher, when I was thinking back on this movie, I thought Cher was like 17 or 18. Yeah, about to go to college is what I thought. Yeah. So I felt better about it when I remembered it that way. 
And I remembered it this way, actually watching and realizing she's 15. That was kind of hard. I remember when I was 16, um, I was going to a sweet 16 and my boyfriend was driving and we picked up one of my friends and my friend's mom said, who's driving? And I was like, oh, my boyfriend's going to take us. And she's like, your boyfriend? She's like, I don't want my son in a car with like a kid that's driving. And I was like, please, he's 25. <laughs> I was like, I got this. He's got a mortgage. It's okay. Yeah, he's, he's a plumber. So uh, <laughs> he has a work he... truck. I think it's fine. <laughs> so, so here's what I was thinking. So no good? I mean, I think it's all right. You turned out fine. My thought process. Okay, if he's 18, 19, this, this is more okay i'm operating from the perspective that he is a grad student at an actual law firm not, he's not in he's the, a, he's, he lives in the dorms school. he lives in the dorms but i mean no no uh, no i i don't think i still i guess my only qualm like i really dialed in on how i how old i think everybody is when i was like watching this because it's like it is a little creepy I think they're all 15 going on 16. Some of them might be 16 since like Murray already Because Murray drives. has a car, yeah. Yes. Josh is probably 18, 19. But again, like I just couldn't imagine like a high school, like a guy in college being like, I got to hit on this sophomore in high school. Like I just, I don't know. Like I don't, well, maybe because that's not my experience. I wasn't exposed to that type of, I don't know. I think that Cher was 16 because she was taking her road test and she had her permit. And I'm pretty sure in Beverly Hills, you, you're 16 when you get your permit okay. and you might be able to get your junior. So in New York, you can, you're 16 when you get your permit and you could get your junior license uh, at 16 if you pass your road test. So we, we started at 15 in Illinois. Yeah, no, see, it's, permit, it's different. Yeah, but you can't take your test until you're 16. Yeah, you're so, 16. Like, right. And then yeah. you get your she turned license. 16 during the movie, maybe. Or yeah. she was 16 when it started. The only other reason why I was kind of creeped out is like Ty is like, oh, he's always like finding ways to touch me. And tick and it's like one thing. I don't know why. It's one thing if you're just hitting on your ex stepsister, But now you're poking and tickling her friends. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I like how that just time. dropped away. Everything was fine. No, don't worry about it. Oh, you remember when Cher, when when Ty was in love with Josh yeah. yesterday? Yes. Forget that. Yes. I'm gonna be with him. Every sentence yeah. that she had began with "so me and Josh." <laughs> like that's <laughs> all she talked about. I. So what I was. Thinking but I, okay, so I think just one more thing before we jump into the family thing, because I think it leads to the family thing. I think that Josh is a little bit like searching for a, like love basically like a family love connection because he feels like he can't even go home because his mom has like you know had 16 different suitors and like you know the daddy figures like, hate him his and, mom is julie cooper nickel yeah and all this stuff and then ty is like searching for the same thing so i actually think they connected over the fact of like just needing another human <laughs> like um <laughs> And then, so that's why it fell away so quickly because she was like, oh, well, I have these other humans and, you know, things are good for me. Well, and plus she and Travis were like a legitimate good match. Like yeah. she draws Marvin the Martian. He loves weed and, you know, Marvin the Martian really goes with those who love weed. If you don't believe me, look at the uh, logo from Lil Wayne's clothing line. It's a knockoff Marvin the Martian. Like I, okay. We know that Josh's mom divorce shares dad five years ago 
So Sheer would have been 10 or 11 at that time. Josh, mm -hmm. according to your math, would have been like 13, 14. Um, I don't, we don't really have an idea for, he wouldn't have like stayed with them for five years after the divorce. So it's plausible this 19 year old's last real memory of his stepsister was when she was 10. Yes, which is why he said you really filled out, did it? Oh, this is, it's, it's not, it's not never been kissed, but it's, it's trending that direction. Is it? Cause like, cause he, cause in my head, he like went away was going to school, his, his mom is batshit crazy, and, she, and he's like, I want to be a lawyer, and she goes, you know what, that batshit crazy ex that I had was a lawyer, go do some, you know, work for him. Like, I don't think this relationship, like, has been developing over the course of time. I think oh. it, like, turned for him at, you know, in those last scenes. Well, like, yeah, so, so are we thinking that he spent, like, this whole time kicking it at her house uh, around her in whatever that like workout skin tight one piece that she was wearing and like mm -hmm. developed feelings for her as it went on or did he we don't think he was into her since she was no. like 10 no no i don't even God. think he was into her when he first got there no. yeah i mm. I'm, I'm curious like when it turned because there, there's a moment where i think it might have just been like seeing christian around her and being yeah. like, that's my woman and i'm like mm, well yeah when she comes down with the Calvin Klein dress, he's just kind of like, oh. oh, that's true. You get a slow motion shot of him. It's, it's But it also, well, the way he treats him when he walks in the door is like, take off your hat. Yeah. Well, because I you. mean, he, he, he walks in like, you know, fucking rat pack. Like he owns the pile of bricks. Right. A little he doesn't bit, even yeah. like, he doesn't even pause from it and say hello. The door opens up and he like slides in. Kramer style. He does spin. It was he probably does it was spin. Nice. A dramatic nice. spin. That, that fits him, I think. I think that Josh started falling in love with her when he saw, when she realized like, oh, I think I like him. And then she started making an effort to do things that were not selfish because he called her selfish. Mm -hmm. And when he saw that, he was like, oh, she's like a really nice person and she's putting effort in. And I yeah. think that that's when he was like, wow, she's doing that for me because I said that to her. I could see she's watching CNN with him all of a sudden and like, dramatic pre like pre Lewinsky CNN when it was all like war footage and shit before it was all scandals thought there was peace in the Middle East right oh, <laughs> oh, she's God. the sweetest just a sweet, <laughs> sweet girl um yeah did now did we ever think that um Josh was actually into Ty or was yeah, it just like uh was she was she reading into like a friendship that was another Elton moment where I think he was just being nice to Ty because Ty is friends with Cher Poor, yeah. poor Ty. Oh, no. I See, I don't think so. I think that he was, she was there, you know, especially like at the dance, right? So it's like shares with Christian, sort of. Christian's with the bartender. And sure was. so was it's there. like Ty's alone. So it's like, obviously, you know, Ty's not ugly. No, she's yeah. cute as a button. Super hot, right. So yeah. he's gonna, you know, flirt with whoever's there. But remember, just like you said, he is looking for love because he was with that nasty poetry girl. Oh. And he was kissing her at her door like they were together forever. Yeah. Yeah, they were hard. But it's like, but you never see the end of that. Like, what happened? Now, look, they, they were acting like they were, like, long-term together. And then, like, yeah, we They were laying in the bed, making out fully dressed with shoes yeah. on. That's not a thing that you do when you're, like, a college <laughs> freshman on a hot hookup. It's like, uh, we've been together for... Right, like, we're going to read together. Yeah. It, I guess what my wife and I have never done together is read. That's not a thing that we do in our relationship. Um, 
we we we've talked about read? this. I'm starting to work. Yes, now. I, <laughs> Dana, I write. Right? <laughs> I don't love to read. I I, I, I write a lot. Obviously, I know you can read. And listen to podcasts. Thank you. I listen to podcasts. I write a lot is what I do. Uh, I'm not a big fan of reading so much. Graphic novels I read. There's words in those. Okay. I wasn't Um, trying to get your book list. Yeah, well, now I'm hurt. Um, (laughs) We talked about this in the beginning, how quotable this movie is. And I think it kind of runs like neck and neck with uh, Mean Girls for like, which is the more quotable film. So let's um, jump into some potent quotables here. What did you say? Um, the ones that I wanted to talk about are the long stretches of dialogue because that's I'm a wordy motherfucker as it is. I'm gonna call out like two of these because I think that there's we talked about how it's kind of like mall rats where these kids have great vocabularies and can really just like turn a phrase. We use a less like esoteric example, like Dawson's Creek for all the cool kids out there from the I'm sorry, from the cool as shit. All right, I'm an old millennial. Mall rats. We're gonna do. I've mall never rats. seen mall rats, but I've watched the shit out of. Fuck you, Dana. <laughs> you I, I don't know what that is. Dawson's Creek, and this is how they talk on Dawson's Creek. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, mall rats is. I mean, the the dialogue in that is amazing, and shame, we're going to cover that at some point. Now, it might be a time warp for us. It might be like a little bit out of our range, but we're doing mall rats. Um, New Jersey native Kevin Smith. Yeah. Get it. How have you Get not? It. Um. But I mean, the way that you know some of this dialogue works is not the way that teens speak. But I did love it for like just a, a showing off the the writing skills here. So the first is Travis. Uh, oh Travis, my god. I love, I mean, yeah. Stop the podcast right now. (laughs) This speech that he makes is so good that I, listen, did I really, really understand the words he was saying when I was Mm -mm. like 11? No. But did I know that he was so funny and so amazing? I think that's when I fell in love with him. I think a lot of, a lot of girls in our generation did. And frankly, I was a little bit thrown off that he wasn't cool as shit because at our high school, the skaters were the coolest guys yeah. that fucking lived. Like, those were the cool dudes. And so for him to be kind of like a loser, I'm like, well, this is a whole different world I'm not used to. But he has the most tardies in uh, Wallace Shawn's class. And also, By far. <laughs> word to Wallace Shawn for like standing there and looking at him like, you believe this fucking guy? Give him a speech. But he says, tardiness is not something you can do all on your own. Many, many people contributed to my tardies i like to thank my parents for never giving me a ride to school the la bus driver for taking a chance on an unknown kid and last but not least the wonderful crew at mcdonald's for spending hours making those egg mcmuffins without which i may have never been tardy just like a a full-on acceptance speech and i i was not the physicality of him in that speech as well he's basically you know bill s preston esquire from bill and ted like he's moving around so much during that speech it's great and then there's a Murray, a Murray line that frankly to me fits in now. Like it, it, it works for, you know, the kind of awakened feminism in the Me Too era, I feel like, from a lot of dudes who are pretty shitty dudes. Uh, excuse me, Miss Dion, but street slang is an increasingly valid form of expression. Most of the feminine pronouns do have mocking, but not necessarily misogynistic undertones. Like a, this, this is a dope. <laughs> this guy. Wow, you guys talk like grown ups. <laughs> <laughs> wow. To point out one second before okay. that, his line was, Woman, let me fight hours. Like he, he opened with that. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, yeah, this, I think Dion comes back with, Yeah, this is a really good school. <laughs> 
That was yeah, that was shared, right? Was it? I think one of the two. But it was just it was that that scene and like her saying like, yeah, this is a really good school. It's like you're not self aware. You're not self aware at all. No, no. Um, What were some of the other lines that you guys wanted to call out? Because we could legitimately just do a spinoff where we just do lines in this movie. There, there were a couple lines I wrote down at the very beginning that I thought were just spot on and really set up the scene. Um, this is Cher's kind of like over talk where she's like, Dion and I were named after great singers in the past who are now in infomercials. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Again, that's not self-aware. Like that's what I love so much about her character is that mm-hmm. she's, there's such an innocence to her because she talks the way that, she, like she's just absorbing what adults say, but she right. doesn't know what she's actually saying. And that's what I love about her. Yeah. 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 Um, but Stacey Dash, I think, is amazing in this role. Um, and this is one of the interactions with Donald Faison very early on. Um, and he says, or she says, speaking of vehicular sex, maybe you can explain where this Kmart hair extension came from. God. And then See, think- again, and I, that's another joke I didn't get. Vehicular yeah. sex. I was like, I don't know what that means. No. So no. it was so good. We have sex with a car. <laughs> <laughs> That I was actually on Strange Love. Oh, yeah. That dude did have- My Strange like, oh. Addiction. Yeah. It was like a, like a, like a, he married his car. Yeah. Like a Ford Escort or whatever. He, <laughs> he put it in the tailpipe, which you're going to- Literally. Yeah. A weird soot-covered dick by the end of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also, this is not a quote, but it's, it's a thing that we have to mention before this is over. But the fact that she says her record, report card isn't ready because she never accepts the first offer. Mm-hmm. And her dad like praises her for it, and she literally me, daddy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She literally negotiates herself from a C plus to an A minus. Yeah, says I couldn't be happier as if they were real based on real grades. So I mean, yeah, fantastic. Just so besides Travis's speech, I think that my favorite quote of the movie. Okay, also, can I say two things? Sorry, guys. All right. So first of all, when she teaches Ty the word sporadic, (laughs) and then she says to Josh, he, you know, she goes, "I hope not sporadically." (laughs) He looks so proud too. (laughs) Oh my god, she was so funny. And then I love the opening scene of the movie right after the clueless uh right after the the Noxima ad right mm-hmm. when she's introducing her house and she's like isn't my mom a betty yeah she, you know she had a fluke accident during a routine liposuction <laughs> and it's like again not self-aware she doesn't understand what that means she just uh-huh. knows she was told that and i mean frankly while we're on the topic of betty the movie specific slang is great. We talked about how they just, Amy Heckerling like invented slang for our generation. Betty is one that came up, uh, Monet, which is basically like, you know, what is it? Good from far, but far from good or whatever. It's like, like she's I a know, full it, on Monet. You gotta do the whole line, I feel like with that I didn't one. write the whole thing down. Like she, she looks great from a distance, but up close is a big old mess. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot guys are Baldwins. Um, which fair again, I didn't get that as a kid. Didn't know who the bald ones were. Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Did you not see Beetlejuice when you were a child? Well, I did, but I didn't know that was Alec Baldwin. And frankly, oh there's God, I knew it was Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> like like Stephen is not a good looking Baldwin. Billy is barely a good looking Baldwin. There's one good looking Baldwin. I feel like Billy looks okay even now. Like he looks He's way better right. than Alec. Wow. Well, that is I, one of my favorite jokes on Thirty Rock. Is when. 
Alec Baldwin takes out a picture of himself and like as a young person <laughs> and like Tina Fey's like oh. he's like he's like you can't keep that and he like takes it back he's like this is what I used to look like and she's like what? like oh yeah. god yeah he's not aged as gracefully as others but Steven looks like a fucking foot um then of course they gave us as if and then uh they dropped Barney uh, which I think is like like a like a shitty looking dude, like a like a lower caliber dude. The guys yeah, Bar- pretty- like Fred and Barney. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, well, because Betty is is Betty Rubble, I think, and then Barney is you know Barney who's that is a mass couple. Yeah. Barney looks like a thumb. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's walking around. Well, they say bugging too. I don't know. Is was that part of the vernacular yep. before this movie? Um, um, maybe. Audi, I'm yeah, Audi. I'm Audi. Is, is that is something a- you say too? I, I, I have never have, but I've never been cool. Yeah. And uh, if you watch it with closed captioning, people, it's it's I'm Audi, like the car. Yeah, Audi 5000. Kind of, I was like, this is this is great. Yeah, Audi 5000 was something that people said back in the day. I feel like whatever is a big one. Because I used to like yeah. say that, and my dad was like, no, ma'am. How and dare I was you? like, oh, you know, like, all right, my bad. Like, I had to, not Whatever. Bad, if she doesn't yeah. do her assignment, I can't do mine. <laughs> In my mind, that was Cher delivering that line. The fact that that was Amber caught me by surprise. I forgot that was her with that perfectly delivered whatever, yeah. with, with the with the W hand motion as well. I look. I that just really wanted to say I was in love with Elton. Elton was when I hot. Was Twelve. He like, was so. I cute. still love Jeremy really? Sisto. Like still a little bit of like oh Jeremy. Even Sisto. with the date rape. <laughs> yeah, that was not great. I was like, oh, well, can we not yeah. be that person? The super unaware, they hit on trying. She's like, Dude, like I knew you wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't hold up well, but at the time. <laughs> no, but but I will say this. I was almost scared rewatching it because I was like, oh, my God, I know where this goes, but like, yeah. I'm almost scared it's going to. But she was like, no, yeah. got mm-hmm. out, and then was like, I was sexually assaulted. So yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, it was addressed. It wasn't like, oh, Alton was just such a silly goose with me the other day. Well, like, no, she we was... called it a Twin Peaks moment. It was confusing. Yeah. <laughs> when she really, it would have been easy. She to doesn't watch Twin Peaks. Him back. No. She's like, like I, I, I just down. heard this was something confusing. So I'll just say that confused me. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and I'm out of here. Yeah, they could have made it easy for her to like flag him back down and be like, okay, I'm sorry, I got mad. I need to ride home. So right. she's like, no, I will, I will walk home. I'll get robbed. I don't yeah, care. Oh, oh, I want to make thing. out with you in a weird uh, liquor store parking lot. Circus liquor. That is so weird. In, in the North Valley. So let's do it. Let's do I this. I think the weirdest part of this movie, by far, and I'm really sorry that I'm doing this, but it's the right. only thing that I've really like ever wanted to talk about with someone like it doesn't make sense. So obviously, Cher takes a picture of Ty with a flower in her hand, okay? And Elton's watching her take the picture over her shoulder. And, you know, they're talking about how pretty she is. And then he says, you know what? Make me a copy of that. Mm -hmm. And then he puts the picture in his locker. Mm -hmm. And then his explanation is that he has the picture in his locker because Cher took it now i gotta tell you i was an insane teenager right i would like save like the littlest weirdest things (laughs) i would not have put a picture of another boy in my locker that my crush took that is weird it doesn't make sense the girls in my locker were but he makes it like why would i like her she's gross oh you know who my father is but he has a picture of her in his locker. No, I don't no. buy it. 
I no. don't buy it. No, we, I we think... could do another fifteen minutes on Alton because we could, man. I, I don't understand. Like his raising his hand is like my foot hurts. That's I need his to thing. Oh, I like, love it, though. I yeah. love it every I, time. It's like oh, I don't oh. get all the pieces of his character mm. and how they connect. I don't yeah, understand. I, was, I can put that's probably the most normal thing that he did in the whole movie. I, I, mean, I never wanted to be in class either. Uh, I would never be like, my foot hurts. Can I leave? You know why? Because he thought he was better than everyone, and oh, he yeah. didn't. Sure. He didn't feel like he needed to be in class. So it was like yeah. everything that he felt like he left his cranberry in the quad, and he needed to get it right now. And they were like, "You're in class." Yeah. It was like, "Yeah, you I don't care. I have leave. a CD." Yeah, he wanted three dollars CD though back in those days. Then I probably want to go run after that too. Spindy CD. Yeah, he yes. thought he was above the law. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he thought he was king shit of fuck mountain. And it's like, dude, you're not king shit of anything. Like, he's not that cool of a guy. I, And again, I also imagine he's 15, 16. Like, this is peak 15-year-old boy behavior. Like, yeah. just being a piece of shit for no fucking reason. I loved it. I loved every part of it. I had, like, a real, like, I love his voice. I was like, oh, he was so, like, Paul Rudd just seemed, like, too nice and squishy. This was, this was, like, I'll give he you was that. a hunk. He was a hunk. Yeah, I was just that's like, fair. Oh, that's so that's fair. So great. I was a big fan. Um, like they also needed to shoehorn him in because I think they they need his character from the well from the they, remake. But they needed to shoehorn him in and also to they needed to find something to do for the first like thirty minutes, which is why Christian exists. Like neither one of those stories really go anywhere, but like, no, like we have to have them in there for a minute. Emma, if you've I seen it, Jane like. Austen. <laughs> Why don't you read Jane Austen? Jeez. I just, just watch you should have read it. You should have just, read it to prepare for this podcast. Looking so back, that's kind of bullpippy that you did it. Yeah, but you know, I'm whatever. This, just, this is all on me. I was super. I was super into Murray, though. I got to tell you, I thought braces yeah, and all. I love a man in braces. That was my favorite part of him is that he had braces. Yeah, like five grand in his mouth. Mike's got some money coming from somewhere. Oh my God, I love the guy. Love it. Take care of your teeth. So me and my other co-host, right, um, for my podcast, Noel Winters Herzog, Mm -hmm. when we were younger, we loved boys in braces so much that she, as almost an adult, dated an adult man with braces. Oh my God. And we were both like, wow, he's cute. Wow. <laughs> I they often talk about the things that stuck with me from that era. Like I'm still a sucker for all the MySpace looks that I liked back in the day. Um, a super heavy, overdone smoky eye, a chunky highlight. I'm I'm still a big fan well, of you're, So you you're a fan of Forbidden? Belt. Yeah. You give me Jeez. a studded belt, you give me um what else was it super super into? Like overdone lip liner is a look that I could still get down with. Like, like I the brown? Um, like a dark liner. red. Okay. Dark red would be, would be good. And for then me. with like foundation on the lips, like very, very I'd rather, light. I'd rather not, like, because then I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. Like a super low rise boot cut jean with the really pointy, like the pointy toed high heels. Cause like that was... a Britney Spears look mm-hmm. with the thought, like a Christina Aguilera thong showing look. Yes. Like a girl describing your ex girlfriend in high school. Well, <laughs> but she couldn't pull it off. Sex preamble, she had that look, but she didn't do it right. Um, okay. But I mean, she, she tried. I'll get, but the, the, the girl that I dated after her looked very much like she belonged in like a good Charlotte video. Like that was the oh. look I was into in like 05. That was, that was right. Wow. You can't judge me. <laughs> you like Jeremy I wasn't sister. friends with you then. I'm sorry. Um, we were, we were friends then. You're, yeah, you were drunk dialing me at the time. For the record, I was also not friends with you then. Well, that's true. <laughs> and it wouldn't have been. Uh, yeah, we. I posted pictures of of me, I think, in uh, in the Teen Mom Facebook group. From oh, you I sure was, did. Yeah. Um, 
I made choices. Sexy hemp necklaces, I'll tell you. Yeah, hand braided by me, thick as shit. You could tell, yeah. Yeah. So thick. I I made a a lot of choices and, uh, you know, they worked out okay somehow because I was the only black kid at like a mostly white college campus and there's every, every group has that one girl who's in the black dudes. And so I'm it. Worked out okay for me. Yeah. You was did she, it. Was she into black with hemp necklaces? She was into whatever. Because I feel I was like that's doing. a very acquired taste. Mm, they yes. didn't know any better. Listen, I went to I went to school in the state of Iowa. I'd say yeah. every time I went like, to the bar, a girl walked up and was like, "There was no one black in my high school." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, automatic street cred." Yeah, they didn't know what I was supposed to be like. <laughs> it didn't matter what yes. you wore. Right, I could yeah. put on an yeah. accent. She wouldn't know any different. Yeah. She, I was I was the first. It was like meeting a Martian for the first time. For what me. kind of accent would you uh, have put on? Um, you know, I I could do a like I could do a, a slow southerner. I won't. Okay. But I could okay. do a main <laughs> justice. Like a draw? Like a... I thought you were doing putting on a black um, scent. Is what I thought. Um, you know, sometimes um, I talk a little bit. <laughs> oh like, my god! So now you're from the Bayou? Okay. Yeah. Well, Melvin. Um, <laughs> ma, ma, uh, now, now listen. Uh, more so than Jovi. Uh, he's not from the Bayou. Oh, I seen his house and his mama not. lives in the suburbs. Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. So they wouldn't know any different. Like it was, it was a thing that I could do. So yeah, I oh, case of the horribles. Man, this horrible is giving me a case of the horribles. You're right. Oh, um, yo, we are, we are so <laughs> off topic. <laughs> this is fun though, right? We're having fun. I'm having a good time. Um, so yeah, so so one of the things that we like to do on this pod is take a look at kind of a minor character and see if this was the start of big things or the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDb deep dive. Uh, this week, we are doing Elisa Donovan as Amber, um, my favorite Ooh. character to look at in the movie. I've just been calling her Jessica Chastain 1.0. Um, what? Yeah. Look at her. She was like a young Jessica Chastain. There I said it. If you prefer what Bryce Dallas Howard, same fucking thing. Um, she's got a total of 54 IMDb credits. This was her second credit. This was oh. super early on in her career. Um, before this, she played a character named Tanya on two episodes of Blossom in 1994. So, love Blossom. Um, she played a character named Ginger LaMonica on four episodes of Melrose Place, which, if that's not a porn star name, it needs to be Ginger LaMonica. That's a good one. Hmm. She was in a 1996 made-for-TV movie called Encino Woman which I desperately need to see. Oh my God, is that a, a partner movie to Encino Man? I think it's a ripoff. I think she's not the, she's not the actual Encino woman. Um, okay. That character's name it. is Lucy. <laughs> but oh I, God. yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that this is. It is. After yeah, thawing a young prehistoric woman, Lucy, which was a name of like that. Yeah, a, that was the Neanderthal. Um, Australopithecus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she was in so, a yeah. woman. Um, then sounds she, like mannequin. Honestly, yeah. if I'm reading this recap right now, I, I mean it sounds like a mess, but I, I need to find it somewhere. Um, she did reprise her role of Amber for the Clueless TV series, along with Stacey Dash, Donald Faison, uh, Twink Kaplan, who was Miss Geist, while Lashawn as Mr. Hall, Julie Brown as Miss Stoger. They changed her name for the TV show, which seems odd to me. Um, but with no Alicia Silverstone, Paul Rudd, or Brittany Murphy, I'm not really sure what the fuck they were thinking making a TV show. Out of oh, it. I was into it. I didn't care. I watched it. I for sure watched yeah. it. But I'm like, looking back, that's a bold choice. I think that the, the most, uh, the craziest choice that they made in the TV show was her dad. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. I can see the guy. I can't think of his name. But I can and see then the he, they made him like so kooky. Yeah. 
he was not the same character. He was not intense. He was like a weird, like a wacky. Yeah, like like he was almost like wearing a wig. Like yeah. that I think kind there of. There were two different. I think one guy played as her dad in the first season. Yep. Or, 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 guy... or are we talking about? Sh- or, are we talking about Cher's dad? Right. Yes. Yeah, Cher's dad. Yeah. The first the season, and then it was another season. guy for for two other seasons after dad that. Dad in the first season. If you guys watched, um, Michael Lerner. Yeah. He was the um, oh yeah. He was Nick Niedermeyer, like the the piece of shit that hated Carl Winslow on Family Matters. Yes, that's that's where I know him from. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Nick Niedermeyer was the the first dad, and I guys, you got to look about him. Um, so she was later in A Night of the Roxbury. She was in one episode of Just Shoot Me, which I did love. I think they could do a better job remaking that one with like uh, having you know. Well, I like it a lot. I I kind of feel like. They should have taken the dad character and made that a woman instead of it being the dad that runs the women's fashion magazine. They feel like hard-ass woman like um, uh, Double Rush Prada, but that's just me. We'll have a spinoff podcast about that, I'm sure. She was in 55 episodes of the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, I don't recall her from that show at all. But yeah, I, I remember her. I oh, that's how I know her. It was yeah. later in the series. It was, it was towards was it? the end. Okay. I think they were in the college beginning. at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was in that. She was in something called TV the Movie, which I'm curious what that was this is where things take a turn for her because she hit the made for tv movie circuit and hit that shit hard uh, i'm gonna read some of these titles she was in the dog who saved christmas uh, yep. that dog oh, is voiced by mario lopez <laughs> she was in a golden christmas which is also a christmas movie about golden retrievers she was in the dog who saved Christmas Vacation. Um, for all yep. of the, the dog who huh. saved the dog is always Mario Lopez. <laughs> so, so she didn't just corner the the TV made for TV movies. She cornered the made for TV movies about Christmas dogs. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, there, with with Mario Lopez. With Mario Lopez as the dog. Um, I'm so confused. It's gonna keep on coming up. She was. It in- wasn't a voiceover. It was him in a as the dog. <laughs> As a, yeah, in the dog costume with all the balls. There was no costume. Story. He was just the dog. He, he was, was doing motion his, capture with all. He was on balls. his yeah, hands and knees. Him as a That's dog. so perfect. Uh, she was in something called a Valentine's Date, the dog who saved Halloween. Oh my God! This uh-huh. dog. Hold on. Twelve wishes of Christmas, the dog who saved the holidays, Dad, the dog who saved Easter, the dog who saved summer. Like she has made bank on this. The dog. wait. So in the dog that saved Easter, do you think that he made it so Jesus didn't die? I think so. I okay. think I think Satan came back or some shit, and he had okay. to like block Satan from from something dark. I'm assuming okay. back into that All one. Right, just checking. Uh, but, had but he had already saved the holidays. He had already saved Christmas, yes. Christmas vacation, Halloween, Thanksgiving, the holidays. Yeah. Also, and then only he Christian saved Easter. Yeah. Also, only Christian holidays. Yeah. He saved. We don't know. If so he's I don't Monica. know if he's an anti-Semite. Yeah, dogs historically anti-Semitic. Dogs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we but, didn't. Uh, I didn't hear him say Kwanzaa, which right. that's, those are the holidays. They're like lump in all the weird ones in this one, and then we'll keep pumping the flag Easter. day in there. Um, yeah. She was in. She had her own TV series called In Gale We Trust, which ran for three seasons. The show's only sponsor was American Family Insurance, so I would assume she was an insurance saleswoman in that show. Because in Gale, we trust. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's an insurance thing. I didn't yeah. do the research, but if there, if you only have one sponsor, it's a you're making a, an ad for them. It's um, it's like that CBS show that was about the uh, postal service, in, in, the investigation service for yeah. the post. If you watch like on Saturday mornings, yeah. Saturday morning, I forgot what, the investigators <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. It was Except all this one, we're gonna push yeah. you to buy whole life early. 
term term we want you, yeah um, at, at at 32 start paying us for your whole life so was this like was were all of these episodes just sponsored ads i think so if it's, she is she yeah. is an insurance agent by trade in the yes. i just read the see? I love it. See, i'm assuming she just perfect at american family and like got them good deals in their insurance and like helped oh, out the jam that's awesome now she was most recently in an episode of a tv show called whores which is an acronym for Homeowners Association Regency Supreme. I have no idea what the fuck that's about, but it sounds like some trash. And then she was in a movie called MDMA in 2017. And that was her most recent thing. So quite a career. I think that was about drugs. (laughs) Yes, that one might have been about Molly. Uh, But yeah, when I saw the, the dog who saved like pantheon for her i'm like well she's making the, the list for the deep dive this week because i want to see all those with mario lopez well she's actually making uh the dog who saved rosh hashanah next oh yeah wow. i mean They've, you know mazel tov yeah they they're not letting mario be the dog though i don't no. know what's going on. no 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 no, no. Mm. They'll, they'll have the ghost of fiverr finkel coming for that role <laughs> um so you guys uh that does do it for the end of this episode and just like the end of the school year that means it's time to hand out some superlatives uh, Travis is most likely to start smoking weed again 30 seconds after the closing credits end. Christian is most likely to invite all the Hepcats to a shindig at his pad in Coolsville. Murray yeah. is most likely to call Dion woman during his wedding vows. Dion is most likely to go viral for punching Murray after he calls her a woman during his wedding vows. Yeah. Josh is most likely to avoid telling his college friends that he's dating his high school age stepsister. Ty is most likely to surprise the crowd with her spot-on rendition of Rolling With My Homies at Karaoke. And Cher is most likely to have a reality show about her high-dollar matchmaking slash makeover business. I would watch that. I would watch her fix people up and then fix them up. You remember, like, Patty from Millionaire Matchmaker on Broadway? Yeah, but, like, less irritating. I I did not care for Patty. Um, All right, wow. The next movie goes to Megan. Megan, what movie do you want us to talk about next week? Uh, you guys, I'm I'm down to two, and I just okay. I cannot choose. Keep it going. One is a one is a throwback because okay. it was '91. Okay. I think it was when it was Ooh. made. Okay. So is that I don't know if that counts as like a throwback. That'd be a time warp. Soon. We can do a time, time warp. warp. Um, the other is a past episode. That oh, I loved so much. Episode. Yeah. Either I mean, one would be pretty cool. This is, this is on you, homie. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. All oh, right. Yes. So good. Christina. So good. My dishes are done, man. I'm right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> That's how you do dishes with a shotgun, just throwing them up in the air. They just go buy new dishes. I love it. I love it. Oh my god! I've only seen it once on like USA in 1994 or some shit. So I I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be good. I um actually, what was the guy's name? Um, hold on one second. The the guy the guy who worked at the in the truck at the burger place. Oh. No, no, his name is Josh Charles. But what was his name in the? It was yeah. Oh, Brian. Brian. Okay, so I should have known that one. I run into Josh Charles oh. in real life. Oh, what? And uh, we have a mutual friend. We're at this event, whatever. Um, we're chatting. And I'm like, by the way, I loved you as Brian. <laughs> I was like, you are so Brian to me. 
and he was like, you know, like I'm in a real show now. (laughs) You know, I was on fucking sports night. And I was like, yeah, I was like, what? I mean, listen, who do you think that I think you like? Yeah, you're Brian. (laughs) And I don't. And he was like, get away from me. That's basically what happened. I mean, kind of like when I met Elijah Woods and I didn't know who he was. I thought he was just like a nice. Yeah, no, I had no clue who he was at all. And we're like hanging out and my friend's like, oh, wow, you're what did she say? She said something like, oh, your friend's such a hobbit or something like that. I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, And then like hours later, someone called him by his name and like introduced themselves. And I was like, oh, (laughs) now it's like all coming together. And I was like, I loved you in Radio Flyer. Okay, so I, I would have gone with North, but yeah, radio. Yeah, also and great. He, I was like, that was the only thing I've ever seen. He's like, I was like four. I was like, yeah, you were great. <laughs> I made a lot of money on those uh, Lord of the Rings movies. Every I'm like, have you ever done anything since that? <laughs> That's it. I think he just well, makes his own horror movies now, but yeah, interesting. <laughs> oh, he lives in Austin, Austin, or he did. I oh, does he? he? Moved. Yeah, he's also my friend Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, great in the movie The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. Ooh. That is a oh, I'm never going to do that one, but Jesus, what a, what a think great we might. Macaulay Culkin. I think we great might. One. Well, Halloween next year, that could be that could be put into the uh, the spooktacular. That movie is what fucking a creep sp- in that movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, that does it for this week's episode. We want to give special so thanks <laughs> to Tracy for joining us. Tracy, you want to plug anything before you finish up here? Sure. Uh, if you're listening and you uh, had any kind of interest in anything I have to say, make sure you go over and check out my other podcast, Teen Mom Trash Talk, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, only in New York. And you could follow me on social media at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. There you go. You guys, if you like what you heard, pop on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, leave us a nice review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And you can now join our brand new Facebook group, Recapping Gown Fan Club. That's yes. now. Hooray! On that. Um, and if you didn't like what you heard, uh, in the words of Ty, you are a virgin who can't drive. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you Damn. next time.